welcome to the All My Favorite People podcast, where I talk with advocates, authors, and people just like you and me, who are all part of the remnant rising for such a time as this. Hey guys, it's Brittany Jones. Welcome to another episode of the All My Favorite People podcast. With me today, I have my longtime friend, Rebecca Jennings. Hey, Rebecca, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Just a quick little uh, couple notes here. Uh, Rebecca and I actually we were talking about it just now. We go back 15 years with each other and uh, we have our past, if you will, is uh, in cosmetics. And so we worked as makeup artists 15 years ago together and we stayed friends on Facebook and I just watched her life unfold over these last 15 years. She's been through some ups and some downs and um, her life right now is in just such a beautiful place that um, is just, she's going to share with you just a beautiful restoration story of what God has done in and through her life. And I like literally have chills excited for you guys to hear her story today. So Rebecca, I'm going to have you start. I'll have you share just a little bit about yourself, maybe your family, and then we will jump into your story. Awesome. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be on your podcast. So thank you. Um, My name is Rebecca Jennings and uh, I have two beautiful little girls, nine and four, uh, and an amazing fiance named William. Um, Honestly, if it wasn't um, for him, I don't think my journey would be where it is because he has been such a strong strong rock in in this whole entire um, last two years of me coming to know the Lord. Um, and yeah, so I, I look forward to, to talking to you guys about my story today. Yeah. Yeah. So let's kind of, we'll start at the beginning, if you will. And so 15 years ago, like I said, we were working together. Um, I think we were both single at the time. Um, I was just sharing with Rebecca too, like my oldest son is 19. So he was about three or four when we were working together. And I, too, was a very different person 15 years ago, Rebecca, Um, you know, living the single mom life um, at that time, starting to really pursue the Lord again, but living very much kind of in both worlds, if you will, like a foot in my Christian upbringing and then a foot in my like worldly discovering of myself. Um, And so... I think you and I have somewhat similar uh, backstories in that regard. So wherever you feel comfortable starting from, we'd love to hear uh, your journey. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, my upbringing was um, not easy. Um, I had my innocence taken from me at a very, very young age. Um, And then... um, there were other things that happened throughout my life and my upbringing um, with the um, other men that were in my life, um, which created um, a false identity for me. Um, It created a false identity that I just walked in. Um, I was broken. I didn't feel good enough. I wasn't loved enough. Um, There was abandonment. There were all of these things that um, as a young person, I carried around um, that burden of of people pleasing, um, and it just carried on as I got older and older. And then instead of talking about it, I would numb myself out. 
Um, and I think at the time that I had met you, I was literally at the beginning of what I like to call my wilding out stage. <laughs> um, I was I was in cosmetics during the day and, you know, being this person during the day and helping everyone feel better about themselves um, because I wanted to feel better about myself. So I thought that if I could make the world feel better in my chair, that mm. that would feel better. Um, and, you know, for, for some time it did. Um, but then I got into the nightlife. And those numbing mechanisms just kept coming and in all different um, sorts and sizes, I would say. Um, and then I just I kept going. And then I found a way to sustain the numbing uh, every single day when a doctor told me I was ADHD and mm. gave me medication for that. And then the medication and it just it kick spiraled. Um, for me. And then it was another, it was Adderall and then it was another medication on top of that Xanax. And then it just became, I was just a person walking in my own skin. I wasn't in my own right mind. I was not sober minded. I was not a good friend. I was not a, a good person to anyone I was dating. I thought I was loving, but I was coming from a place of trauma, brokenness, pain. Then I became a mom. You know, I, I met this guy and at the time I was actually dating a female. So we're just going to fast forward real quick to this. <laughs> I was dating a female uh, and then met a guy and, uh, you know, one thing led to another and it was less than a month and I was pregnant. Um, and, and I had no idea what I was going to do. Um, and I wound up going back to the female and uh, leaving the guy. And I raised for almost five years with a female, uh, my daughter. Um, and within that time, I still stayed with the Adderall and the Xanax after my daughter was born. And again, because I was unhappy, you know, and that's the thing is I was unhappy a lot of the time. I was never fully satisfied. Um, and just chasing one thing after another to try to fill a void a yeah. very huge void that was in my heart. And I had no idea at the time, that's what I was doing. I had no idea. I just knew I was chasing happiness, but I was never truly fully happy. Um, and so fast forwarding a little bit more, um, I I met um, Rob, who is Robbie Lynn's father. Um, he passed away from cancer six months after we were together, but we'd been friends for 15 years. Um, and I was still broken. And on top of that, I was like, God, how could you take the one man away from me that has ever been good to me, that has ever been anything for me and for Gianna? You just take him in six months. Like, I was so angry at him. I was so angry at God. Um, and then Danny literally walked into my life with it, while I was six months pregnant, like within a few months of Rob passing. And I, um, I, we were just friends and I had no intentions of it going anywhere. He was just a very good friend. And one thing did lead to another and he was there for my daughter's birth. Um, through all of this, guys, I, I, I drank wine while I was pregnant sometimes to deal with um, the hurt that I felt from losing Rob to deal with the fact that the past was literally hitting me in my face while I was pregnant with, with, with Robbie Lynn or the woman I had dated. Um, she walked out on Gianna and, um, Gianna was broken and I had to, I had to break the news to her. So I was dealing with all of this at the same time. Um, 
And I was just crashing and burning. And I still didn't turn to the Lord. I was still so angry at him. So I kept, even after, you know, I had Robbie Lynn, then started back all of the the, the pill use again, because I could, because the doctor said I could. Mm. So I just kept going with it and kept going with it and kept going with it, never seeking help, never reaching out to the Lord or anything like that. Um, and then I was looking in the mirror one day and I just, I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't do it. I didn't recognize myself. I... I had no idea what I was doing in life, but I knew that I did not want my girls to grow up feeling that way. Mm. I knew I didn't want them broken, shattered, just empty pieces of flesh walking around this earth, just dry bones. That's mm. all I was. I was absolutely empty. I didn't know myself. I found myself angry, bitter, being able to unforgive um abusive at times with my words because I didn't know how to truly love. I have found everything that I didn't want to be from my past was exactly what I had become. Mm -hmm. Everything that I had to try, that I had ran from for so many years, I had become because it's what I fixated on the most. I just ran and ran and ran, never wanting to be that. And that's what I saw myself staring at. And I just fell to the floor and I said, God, I can't do this anymore. Jesus, if you are real, I can't do this anymore. I need saving. I need to be saved. And I felt in that moment, peace, acceptance, love, everything that I had ever done in my past in that very moment, I felt love. I felt acceptance. I felt a peace that I had never in my life felt in my entire existence, my entire existence. I just knew that it was something different. I knew it was Jesus. I knew it was. And I felt like this pull to stand up. And I heard so faintly, so gently, full of love and compassion, go and wash your face and keep going. And in that moment, I knew that that's what I had to do. And I got up and I washed my face. I can remember just washing my face and just feeling like things, like the world just falling away from me, like the sins just falling away from me. I just felt like a difference. And I said, well, what do I do now? What do I do? And he said, you pray. You go and you get in your devotional and you get in prayers of much because I had no idea how to pray. No idea. I'm like, I've been doing this for so many years and now you're telling me to pray and I don't even feel like I'm good enough for that. I don't feel like I'm worthy. I don't feel like I deserve this. And he goes, you're going to go and you're going to pray and you're going to get into the word. I was like, well, how do I do that? And he goes, you're going to read a devotional. And I was like, okay. And from that day on, I got in my prayers avail much. I got in my devotionals and every day I just asked him like, okay, what do I do now? What do I do? And every day was different. There was no day that was exactly the same except for the obedience of seeking him. And that is what I, I, I would encourage anybody to do. Seek him through all things and always. We might not always get it right because, oh Lord, it has been two years and I'm still not a perfect human, but I know that the good work that has been started in me will continue. And that's what I hope to. And, you know, 
he, he guided me. He literally took me by my right hand. And I will never forget one of the first letters that I wrote from him to myself because he write, I write and he just talks to me. And sometimes I just write and write and write. And, and then I read it back and I'm like, oh, what does this mean? And one of the first things he said to me was, my rod and my staff will comfort you. Mm-hmm. And then he kept showing me John 10, 10. And I, I was like, and I'm, I'm now in this group. And one of the ladies said, look up Bible verses. You see numbers, look up Bible verses. Cause I was like, I keep seeing these numbers. And, and it was John 10, 10. And when I looked it up, it said, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, but I've come to give you life and give it to you abundantly. And I've stood on that for two years. And mm-hmm. I will say, that in this last two years, he has revealed more and more about that verse in that scripture to me than any other scripture. And um, the other thing that he showed me was rainbows. Anytime I'm going through something and I'm praying, a rainbow shows up out of nowhere. And my family now sees it. My mom, I was taken to the airport just recently. So a little sidebar, I was taken to the airport just recently. And uh, she, my daughter in the back is like, oh, I hope your plane doesn't go down. I hope this, I hope that. And my, <laughs> my daughter has no idea that my mom had a fear of flying. And I'm like, Gianna, baby, Mimi has a fear of flying. And she goes, oh, I mean, you're going to be fine. The Lord's got you. <laughs> Like, oh, oh, heavenly father, please give, give my mom like comfort. And I started praying and immediately clouds in the clouds was a rainbow. And I said, mom, look, a rainbow. And she just started crying. She goes, thank you. Thank you. And then she goes, okay, one, two, three, say it with me. Go Jesus. That's like her thing because she's just coming to the Lord too. Um, but since coming to the Lord um, and, and the things that he's shown me in these last two years um, is restoration in my family. He's showing me the complete restoration of my family. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it, it since that first encounter that I had, there have been two others. Um, I, and it was within a very short amount of time. Um, and the, the next encounter that I had was in my hallway. I had another triggered moment and, um, I just fell to my, fell to the floor, head in my knees, um, in the hallway in my, in my hallway and the girls were in the living room. And I was like, I don't want to be broken like this. I know you told me to pray. I know you told me to this. But where are you today? This day is so heavy. Where are you today? And I felt again this pull on my right arm. It's always the right because he leads you by the right. And I just felt like a pull, like almost like a, I've got you. And I just felt him raise me up and, and tell me to go wash your face and keep going. And then again, I'm asking him, like, what do I do now? And he goes, You're going to continue to pray and you're going to seek me. And I was like, okay. And that's just it is every single time I've asked for his hand, I've asked for him to help me. He has been there. He's been there and he's given me something and he's giving me something that I can hold on to, to keep walking. And the, the, there have been multiple. And then there was a time where I can remember reading in the prayers of veil because he was like, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I said, okay, well, that's in the prayers of veil. I can do that, you know, because I, again, like I had no idea what I was doing, but that's the glory. 
that we get to walk in with God and that that peace that he gives us exactly what we get to do. And so I did, I was praying um, in prayers of veil, the, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And I can remember closing my eyes afterwards and going, I just, I want confirmation that what I'm doing is your will. I just want confirmation that, that I'm just not being me, just talking to talk. I just want confirmation. And I opened my eyes and in front of me, he stood. And I will never forget the... I just saw the sleeves. I saw his sleeves and I felt this peace. And it was the third time that I had encountered him. And he was like, I am here with you. And that just filling of the Holy Spirit just came over me in that moment. And I can remember calling Gail, who is Rob's mom, going, I saw him. I saw Jesus and no one can take this from me. I saw him. He was in my kitchen. I was praying about the Holy Spirit and the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And he was there. He was there. He was right in front of me. He's real. He's real. And he's I just, there was no, there's nothing that anyone can do. He's real. He's real. He was there. He was there. And it has been a journey. I am not perfect by any means, but he continues to show me numbers. John 10, 10, at the beginning of this year, he brought me to Deuteronomy and Deuteronomy. And it was like a lesson. It was like you this year have a choice. You can choose blessings or you can choose curses. But your blessings will be a blessing for every single generation to come. Yes. It's not just you, but it is also your daughters mm. and their daughters and their kids and their children. And it's going to be passed on to generation to generation. So this year I hunkered down and I put that 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 stamp down and I said, this is my Ebenezer, I like to call it. This is my stick. This is my journey. My kids will not be broken. My kids will not hurt. My kids will have blessings. They will not have curses. The addictions, the alcohol, the drugs, the, the, the sexual promiscuity, all of those things stop with me. Hmm. everything stops with me. My kids will be healed. They will know the Lord. They will follow the Lord. They will be in his word. They will be healed. They will be loved. They will be whole. They will not be broken individuals because I am not broken. I am healed. I am fully restored. I am saved. My sins are washed clean because I have been baptized, reborn, resurrected sinner again. And I cannot stress enough the love that Jesus has put in my life. I am resurrected. I am born again. I have a life that lives in my lungs. My heart beats because of Jesus and is an outpouring of love because of who I am in him, because of who he says I am. Yeah. I know who I am now and so will my children. Girl, come on. I love it. Okay. You got me tearing up there for a minute, for sure. I am, oh, I'm so glad you're sharing this today. <laughs> this is her first time sharing her story, you guys. Can you believe it? Like, I feel like she could be on a stage, like preaching this right now and like captivating people. I'm sure you're captivated by it as well. Oh, girl, seriously. I so thankful that the Lord has changed your heart from a heart of stone into a heart of flesh. And I'm, um, Gosh, it's so powerful to hear 
someone who wasn't raised in church, who didn't have this, you know, these ideologies or this like, you know, relationship up until now. And, and God is real to you. He's showing up for you. He's leading you every single day. And I think that's such a powerful message for people who are broken and people who are hurting and people who are literally just at the depths of their own humanity and they can't see a way out of, you know, the darkness or the disaster that they've created for themselves or they've allowed to to come into their life. Um, it's so powerful and beautiful to hear you share that. I think a lot of times it's like for me, a girl who grew up in church, who's heard every message, who's heard every Bible verse. I think sometimes as, you know, seasoned Christians, if you will, we get complacent. We get um, we get used to the power of the Holy Spirit. And I love that it's like it's it's it reawakens things in me to hear you speak like that because it's so fresh and new and alive and for you. And I think um I I I would hope that all of us as Christians would strive to, you know, have that closeness and have those experiences and have that uh, that daily walk with the Lord that that truly is just guiding us every day step by step. So Thank you, first of all, for sharing all of that because it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Um, gosh, there's so much to unpack there. I um, I guess I'm curious, what would you say then to someone who is Rebecca a couple years ago? Like the girl that's living in um, maybe maybe a misaligned relationship or, you know, there's something about um, her daily life where she feels like she's constantly coping and numbing. Like, what do you say to that person? Jesus loves you, honestly, because the things that I had done in the past, I continued doing them because I felt that shame and guilt. Um, and we are not defined by our past or our actions. Um, of the things that we have done. Jesus loves us exactly where we're at and he knows everyone that's going to choose him. Mm. Um, I guess I would just let them know that they're loved because when you're, when you're going on a path like that and you, um, it's almost self-destructive. Um, totally. It's, I would let them know that they're loved, mm -hmm. that they're loved. Do you think Obviously, there would be a lot more like conversation to see how, where they're coming from as well, sure. you know, but I would definitely let them know that Jesus loves them and that nothing that they have ever done or could do could ever take that love away from them. Yes. And then you touched on identity too, which really like, let's be honest. And I think obviously this goes for men as well, but I think almost more so for women because you know, we live in a culture that shows us to attach our identities to our business, our career, our even our family or our spouse, you know, the person that we're connected to. Um, and a lot of times our own identity gets wrapped up in these other kind of ancillary uh, ideas or ancillary like, you know, things that were that are a part of our life, but not necessarily who we are. and you know, something that I, as a trauma and abuse survivor as well, my friend, 
um, have really been working through, even in just the last couple of years, is like who I who am I to Christ, right? Like, what does He say about me? Who does He say that I am? And I shared this on another podcast, but I'm gonna share it again because it's like this is this is what I walk out every day. It says I am a loved and wanted daughter and bride. I don't know if people can see that, but I have this taped to my computer. I look at it every single day. I, I have to that. remind myself, like. I am loved by the creator of the universe. He, he made me and you and, you know, whoever, everyone who's listening, he made you on purpose with a purpose, right? He knit us together in our mom's wombs and he loves us. Like I, the new thing I've been saying lately is he's obsessed with us, right? Like think about like your own kids and you like, you know, I don't know about you, but my little guy, especially because he's the baby, like he'll come out of his room for, you know, in the morning or whatever. And I'm just like, oh, I want to hug and snuggle you and like, you know, be close to you and know all the things that are going on in your head. And um, and God's like that with us, too. You know, he he created us for a relationship with him and he wants um, he's he's obsessed with us. <laughs> he wants to see us fulfill that purpose that he put in our hearts. And so you know, it's a constant, constantly needing remind, a reminder that, that he loves me and that, um, without external validation, which I'll be honest, like, I still need that. I still like seek that and and want that. Right. I want my husband to tell me he loves me. I want the people in my life to validate things. But at the end of the day, that hole that you talked about that you're desperately trying to fill, I think all of us have that. And all of us, um, it can only be filled with the love of Christ. It can only be filled right. with Jesus. And so um, from seasoned, yeah, seasoned Christian grew up in yeah. church all the time, like, These are still, these are, the lies of the enemy are still loud in our minds sometimes, no matter where we are on our journey. And it's important to, to remember whose we are. So sorry, what were you going to (laughs) say? No, I I 100% agree with you with that. And one of the, the things that I do every single day, every single day is I wake up before my kids so I can have that time with, with Jesus. Um, and I ask God, what do you say about me? What do you say about me? And I have to tell you, it's it is not always the same. And it, the reason being is, I believe he knows that we need extra validation. He knows that we need something different because if you hear the same thing all the time, it's repetition, yes, but it gets stale. Yeah. So it's not a it's not alive. I have asked him so many times. And at first I was like, oh, I'm sure you're probably getting sick of hearing this. And then I heard loud, like so loud. Um, and he said, no, just like you tell your daughters over and over how much you love them in multiple different ways, I tell you how much I love you in multiple different ways. Mm. There, then I asked for my eyes, my spiritual eyes to be open, my spiritual ears to be uh, opened and my heart to be open to receive his fullness of his love because the fullness of his love is so vast. We will never be able to fathom it. We will never be able to fully have that understanding until we meet him, right? Yes. So asking him every single day, what do you say about me? Man, I cannot even tell you. I will be in the middle of washing dishes asking, 
asking him. I know I'm serving my family, but <laughs> can you tell me how much you love me right now? I'm grateful that I have two arms and that I'm able to do this, but can you tell me how much you love me? And he will just download me with his love. Download me, or I'll see a cardinal, or I'll see a rainbow, or he'll tell me, you know, he'll show me a woodpecker, like he'll give me like a vision of a woodpecker. Um, and that woodpecker to me is just significant uh, that I just, I keep going, keep going because woodpeckers don't give up. They keep going until they get the hole that they're desired and they will actually go around an entire tree burrowing holes until they get exactly what it is that they're looking for. So keep going. Don't give up. Like whatever it is that I'm going through that I'm asking him to share his love with me, he downloads it to me. Mm. We just have to be obedient and patient to wait and hear it. Because so oftentimes, I don't know about you, but I know me, I'll just start like even singing a worship song and, and, and I'm like, oh, that's from my heart right now. He's speaking to me through worship right now. Yeah. Or my brain, my thoughts will be going and he'll just like download something else. And it's like, oh, okay, that's amazing. You know, so if we just get out of our own way, I like to say, get out of our own way and open our hearts, eyes, and ears to what he has for us. And it's as simple of asking him, all right, Holy Spirit, I just, I pray for spiritual eyes to see, spiritual ears to hear, and a heart that's open to discern and to, to, to receive. And it's just so simple, but yet he will be faithful to that prayer because he hears us. He wants to answer us. He wants us to be in communion with us, just like we're in communion, like you said, with our children, because he is our eternal father. And just how beautiful is that, that no matter how much we go to him, no matter how much we are not a burden to him, yeah. he will stop everything he is doing. He will stop everything he's doing when we go, Hey daddy, yeah. I just wanted to say hi, just <laughs> hi, you know, like, how are you today? And he yeah. will stop everything he's doing for you, everything he's doing for you. That's the love of God. That's the love of Jesus. And then we have the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us that connects us all together. We get that. And how beautiful is that? Like I, I pray, I literally pray every single day for those who don't know him to know him, for the lost to know him, even for the Christians that say they're Christians that still find themselves without love, even mm. for the Christians that find themselves in sin, because you know what? We walk with Jesus every single day when we walk hand in hand with him. And I pray that even Christians, those who don't know them, those who are in a grave, that they all rise up, rise up. Let him whisper in your ear and just rise up because he is waiting for you with open arms to walk with you. The rod and thy staff will comfort you and keep you safe. I recently just heard something again that brought me back to that. And as sheep we want to be next to the shepherd. You know why he has that rod and staff? To beat off the wolves of the world. Yeah. To keep us safe. He wants to keep us safe. He wants to keep us near. He wants to walk in our hearts because we are his promised land, overflowing with milk and honey because he lives inside of us. Oh, it's just so beautiful. I could talk on and on and on about the love of Jesus. I truly could. Um, I just, oh man, I just want to reach those who are broken. I want to reach those who don't feel worthy. I want to reach those who are, who are literally sitting there looking and seeking for something more than what they find themselves in the everyday cycles that don't bring joy in the morning, the cycles that, that are masking themselves as phases 
they're not phases. You're just seeking for the wrong thing. And I just, mm. I know that Jesus is the right thing. He's the living water. He is the truth. He is the way and he is the life. Yes. yes, girl. I love it. Okay. Two things. One is uh, power of community. Now I'm curious uh, how your relationships have changed since you've come to know the Lord, whether that's like with your fiance or your kiddos, or it sounds like your mom too. Um, and then the other thing that I'll just say, and this is, I, I just want to be really clear. This is not like me patting myself on the back or tooting my own horn in any way. But I remember when you were going through your season of being with another female and just thinking like, come on, Rebecca. <laughs> and I started and, and, and Jill, I don't remember Jillian, Jill yeah. and I started praying for you. Like, regularly and um really like come like come back like come back to, to you know like at that time it wasn't even about like Christ per se it was just like girl what are you doing right <laughs> and so like as your friends you didn't know this I don't think unless I've, I may have messaged you this over Facebook a couple times but you know we started praying for you to to see the light, you know, and, um, and kind of turn from those ways. And so I, I know for me, um, I know for a fact, people have prayed for me behind my back for years yes. and years and years and years. And some people have told me, some people I found out kind of later that, um, you know, I was on their immediate prayer list, like every day. And man, I was, I was a rebellious kid. So I know it was like the ladies in the church are like, this girl seems sweet, but she definitely has a rebellious streak, you know, like, let's pray for this one. Um, but I, and, and even like the, the, the prayers of my parents, like imperfect people, but did the, in my opinion, the most important thing they could do, which was have me and my sisters in church and be praying for us. And, you know, I, I very much was the prodigal child, like, um, kind of sowed my own oats and did my own thing and then and then came back to the Lord. But I know that it's the power of other people's prayers that that um propelled me back into a relationship with Christ. And so um I think it's really important too just for people to hear like if you have a person in your life that is going through a season or a dark time or um you see them sort of having their prodigal child moments, like prayer is very powerful and God can do whatever he wants. Right. Um, but he also draws people to himself. And while like my story, you know, it took having a baby and becoming pregnant, you know, um, and being a single mom and really having to like pick myself up by my bootstraps to turn back to the Lord. And I know your, your story, like you shared, you know, you definitely went through one hard time after another that had you on the floor seeking the Lord's face. Um, God can use those really hard things to draw us closer to him. And it's not, I think too, like, you know, people are like, well, why, why did you put me through that? Or why, you know, why would you allow that to happen to me? Um, there's a, there's a purpose, you know, and, and, and sometimes that doesn't feel great to hear. Like, you know, if you've been abused or you've been through narc, you know, narcissistic abuse or traumatized or anything like that, like 
you definitely question why, like, why would you let that happen? Um, but I also know that my personally, like my compassion level for people and my ability to sit with someone and say, like, I've been there or I've been through something similar or like, I used to be that way too. Um, there, there's power in our testimonies and like, literally the Bible says, um, you know, it's through the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony that the, the knowledge of the gospel is spread. And so for us to have something, even just like what we're doing today and just sharing our stories and sharing the brokenness that we came from, um, can help others, uh, do the same. So there's a huge power in prayer and power in sharing where you've come from because of the Lord. I a hundred percent believe in prayer. Um, I have seen miracles happen Mm. since coming to the Lord two years ago. Um, miracles. When I say miracles, I'm talking full blown miracles in and through my life, in my children's life, in my fiance's life, in my mother's life, in my sister's life. Um, miracles, Mm. absolutely God given blessings. And I know that they are because I said, yes, I said yes to Jesus. I said yes to healing. I said yes to to letting go of the past and walking and what he had for me. And you touched on something that is is really important. And I and I want to encourage um, anyone who's listening. It doesn't matter what you've gone through. I know that I've gone through the things that I've gone through. I've gone through abuse. I've gone through being molested. I've gone through. Um, you know, LGBT, I've gone through narcissistic abuse because of the the thought patterns and the patterns of people that I had been with. Um, abortion. I literally have been through and done it all. And Jesus looked at me with love, compassion, favor, mm-hmm. come every piece, everything that I had ever been searching for and said, I know all that you have done. And I love you. You are forgiven of your sins. None of the stuff in the past matters. What matters is that you seek me every day and you walk with me every day. My story is going to help others know they are not alone, but that Jesus is the perfect love. Jesus is our redeemer. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life always. There is nothing else that matters. Nothing you could have ever done in this lifetime, no mistakes you will ever make will take you away from the one true person or the one true love. I mean, the one true love because there is nothing else. And my story, yeah, I was mad at God for a very long time. Why was I abused? Why did I not be able to make friends because of my past? Why Why was I verbally abused my entire life basically by the the men that my mom chose to date you know and, and the thing is is my mom now is a completely different person as well because of my healing i will never forget the day the lord told me you have to heal first the healing starts with you and then everyone else will heal your children will heal your mother will heal your family bloodline will heal and I was like, why does it have to start with me? I was so angry at him. A lot of pressure, guys. So not only have you put me through all of this, but now you're telling it falls on me? Um, 
okay. <laughs> like I was so, I was like, literally when they say with the song that goes, when I'm kicking and screaming, when my heart stops believing, God, you are always faithful no matter what. That was the case because I was kicking and screaming. What do you starts with me haven't I been through enough now you want me to relive it like yeah. I will never forget yeah. I was so angry at him <laughs> so angry yeah. um but he was like it did and I was like oh so I did I kicked and screamed and muddled my way through it and you know mummered but that's the thing God is so big that he can handle our feelings. Totally. No matter what our feelings are, we lay them down at the cross every day. And you let the Lord shine in and through those burdens. You let the Lord shine in and through those feelings because he is the one that can handle them. If we put them onto other people, they will never be able to handle them. And we will always be broken and hurt. You give them to the Lord. You hand them to him. You give your feelings to God. He will give you a way through it. Mm. And that's just the, that's just how it has to be. Um, There is no other way. I'm sorry. It's just, that's just the way it is. I mean, it's just the way it is. It's, there is no other way. There can't be. And the reason is, is because our healing comes from him. Mm -hmm. Our healing comes from him. And you asked about community. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll go into community now because once I said yes to healing, once I said yes to that part of the journey, then he was like, all right, because he separated me from people for a long time. So not only was I hurting, going through my past, letting it all of like, he was like, yeah, you got to heal. And I was angry at him for that, but I was still doing it. But he had me around nobody. I was like, what is happening? Like, what is going on? And he was like, you have got to continue to heal. And he kept telling me, and I will never forget, I prayed for a year for friends in the prayers of Vail. When I tell you that I prayed for a year for things, my first year, I prayed for the people who abused me, my Mm. ex who threatened to kill my daughter, my my mom, um, my sister, my family. I prayed for friends. I prayed against addiction. When I mean to tell you I prayed for a year, it was a solid year of praying. And I still pray to this day because of the miracles that I have seen him do. But um, I prayed for a year for friends. And he brought me to Modere, which was a company. Little did I know that he wasn't bringing me to Modere to make all this money like I thought. I was like, yeah, I've been praying for business and he's bringing me to it. You know, that's that fleshly thought, right? That we think we know what the Lord's plans are. Yeah. (laughs) He always has the last laugh and the last say because he looked straight up. He told me, you are going to go into Modere. And I did. And little did I know what he was bringing to me were women in Christ. Mm. Women in Christ is who he brought me. And I have five, it's five of us. And every week on Thursday, we get on and we do a prayer Zoom for an hour. And it started with him being the center of our business, mm. you know? Yeah. And then the Lord revealed to all of us that it wasn't about business at all. That's not what he wanted us there for. He wanted us there for community, to walk together, edify each other lift each other up, read the word together and, and share each other's burdens. Yeah. And we still do that to this day. And it has been almost two years, two years that I have walked this journey with these ladies. Mm. And we all thought that it was going to be for business reasons. And little did we know that that wasn't it at all. We have found forever sisters in Christ to walk our entire rest of our lives out with. That's and it awesome. is amazing. And Once I learned how to be a friend through Jesus, 
because he is our true friend. Again, our true healer, our one true love, the source of all that we need to be filling with. He teaches us how to be friends, right? But so we're walking together. And through that, we have seen our families start to heal because we're walking life together. We are speaking truth into each other. We're not high-fiving each other going, it's okay, girl, you got this. No, we're letting us have our feelings. We're crying. We're crying together. Then we're speaking truth about the situation, but we're not saying what God says about each other. We, we go to our paper and pen and say, okay, God, what do you say about this situation? And we let God speak in and through every situation that we bring to the light. And that's the thing with community is, is we think, I used to think, oh, well, I can be that to my friend or I can do this. But the thing is, is you're just tearing off of a piece of a tissue, just giving it away. You're not allowing God to do anything. You're doing it in your own power. And Mm -hmm. that's not it. We don't have any power at all. All of our power, all of our love, all of our everything comes from the one true God. That's it. The love, Jesus, that this triune that we get to. And again, it's so big, we can't even fathom, but this triune that we get to be a part of because he chose us. He chose us. We didn't choose him. Yeah, we said yes, but he chose us. Yeah, We just have to choose to say yes and to continue picking up our cross and following him every single day. And community has been a blessing and an answered prayer, something I will never take for granted at all. Even when it gets difficult and there's difficult conversations, we all come through it because of God. We all come through it because of Jesus. The Holy Spirit speaks in and through every single one of our prayer zooms. And it's not always me. It's not always one of the other ladies. It's each of us at different times. It reminds me of Daniel, uh, the book of Daniel. Daniel had to step up at one point. He was in the lion's den, right? And then the other three had to step up and 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 choose God. And he they got thrown into the, the fire. We all have our times to step up and be for someone else what God is asking us to be. And then at other times we sit back and again, we support, we pray, we edify, we lift up, we share the burdens. We do all of those things without community. It's hard to walk this earth, but we have to come to Jesus first. It's Jesus. It's always Jesus first. Mm, So good. I love that. Yeah, man, community does. It changes everything for sure. Um, I, I also went through a... Uh, alone season right at the beginning of my healing journey, if you will. And I I was in a class with some women and one of them shared um, just as a reminder that if you look in the Bible, God took everyone, every single one of these great stories that we think of, your Moses, your, you know, um, I mean, all of them, uh, through a wilderness season prior to whatever the big thing that they ended up doing that the thing that we know right about so i mean you think about noah literally like building the ark all on his own like looking like a crazy person or you know <laughs> you've got you you have every single one of these great heroes of the bible if you will who went through a season of absolute wilderness and i think you know yes community is especially important once you've said yes to the Lord and you need that accountability and that, um, that edifying and just that, that closeness that God created us for. But 
there is something to be said about that wilderness season of sort of doing the work, if you will, just you and God. Like sometimes when you bring other people, I think into that, that can maybe distort, like you, you hear a person's voice instead of the Holy Spirit. Right. And so, um, I would say too, like anyone who's going through that wilderness season right now, it's not forever. And continue asking the Lord what he's trying to show you or teach you through that season. Because, um, you know, I, you said something about people pleasing towards the beginning of our conversation. And like, you know, I know for me, a, a huge part of my uh, kind of trauma coping, if you will, was being a people pleaser and just making sure everybody else around me was happy and taken care of. And um, I felt like my wilderness season, while it did feel dark and sort of lonely, it also it, it allowed God to remind me that he's always there for me. Um, and the things that I needed to work through and, and sort of figure out, um, and, and forgive and heal through, um, like he's the only one that can do that. And so, you know, we, we live in a culture and you said something earlier about feelings too. You know, we live in a culture that is so incredibly feelings driven. Um, I've even had to stop following a bunch of like mental health accounts that I was following because I felt like it I, it was, it was almost like, look, you know, everything was about me, like how I feel and how, you know, this affected me and this and that. If, if you, you know, there are times for that. I think there are times to be aware and, and um, working through some of those things with professionals and, you know, that sort of thing, but it can also become an all consuming, um, you know, self-reflection to the point where you're not looking outside of yourself anymore and you're not really looking at others and how you can be a blessing to others. And so um, I think it's great in a feelings motivated world to continue to kind of bring those feelings to God, like you said. And like, it's so great. I like, I'm loving this so much because like, you don't realize how much you're speaking to me and like ministering to me and what you're saying. So I know other people are going to get so, so much out of this. Um, but my pastor had said something a few messages back about, you know, when it comes to our feelings, like sometimes we have to take our feelings and put it under what we know. And so what we may feel about God or feel about others, um, it's important that we go back to the word and we can say things like, I know he has a plan for my life or I, his promises are true and I can stand on those things like that. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I, I couldn't agree more. We do, we do live in a feelings based world. And, and that's the thing is, you know, that first year God told me like, it has to be about you right now. Like mm -hmm. it has to be because until you heal, no one else is going to heal. It had to be about me. And I was like, but I want to write an inspirational book and a devotional. And I want to do all of these things for you because of my past. I know it wasn't for nothing. And he's like, you can't do any of that until you heal. Because the only thing you're doing is taking off a bandage of a ooey gooey wound. Mm. You're, you're still bleeding. You have to let me heal it. You have to let it become a scar. So when you scratch it, it no longer affects you. 
And I was like, okay, well, how long is that going to take? You know, like I wanted that instant gratification. I'm being real. Like I was so impatient at first. And he was like, oh, my beloved daughter, like you just need to wait on my timing. My timing is perfect. And I was like, but I need this to happen kind of quickly because I have plans. And he's like, but my ways are higher than yours. My thoughts are higher than yours. You have to trust me. And he kept telling me over and over, you don't trust me. And I'm like, yes, I do. But I just have a timeline. And he's like, (laughs) it's not. And every time I was like that, like, hurry, hurry. I felt such a calmness speaking to me. And that's why, like, you hear the difference in my voice, because I'm being honest with you on how impatient I was. On how, like, I need it right now. That instant gratification, right? I want to be healed today. Yes, this is girl. two years now in the process. And, and I'm just now at the middle point of my phase three of ultimate journey of like this major inner healing of literally clearing me out of everything and wiping the slate clean. I am right now on a rock solid concrete foundation and now imaging the, the new mental blueprint of what my new structure is going to be or what your cattle shoot is going to be. It's not the same thing. The same thing of of the past thought patterns. It's digging up the trenches and and leaning into God, letting him really dig up all of those roots. Um, So if I could encourage anyone who is listening, that no matter what it is that your healing journey is, um, trust God. Trust the process because it it might seem like it's taking forever, but those intricate pieces that he's mending back together from the inside take time because you're delicate and he wants to treat you delicate. Mm. He takes such care of the flowers in the fields and you, you beloved son or daughter listening are more important than those flowers in the fields. And he wants to knit you back together. He wants to mend those broken pieces. And and we are just like this clay jar that he is just mending so delicately back together. Allow that time, allow that because whatever it is that you've gone through, he's gonna have it. He's gonna use it for a purpose. Everything we go through has purpose. Everything we go through um, is turned from, that's meant to harm us is turned to good. And I, I believe that for every single person listening to this, because I've seen what he's done in and through my life. I've seen the healing. I've seen the restoration. My heart has been made new. I am a new creation sitting right here in front of you guys. Um, my children, um, the love of family. Uh, I get to be married in February, which I never thought I would ever be. I was not that person that dreamed of it because I was told I would never be that. Mm. Don't listen to what the world says about you. Listen to what God says about you. He is not wrong. He created you and he created you with a purpose. Yeah. Oh, girl, thank you so much for sharing all of this today. I've been truly encouraged by it. And like I said, I know so many other people will be too. We could talk for like three more hours. I know, I know. (laughs) But we'll end it here. So people are like, okay, I need a four hour podcast. Yeah, no, for sure. um, But are you comfortable having people follow you on social media? Would you like to share? Absolutely. Stay in touch with you and see your story as it blossoms. Yes, absolutely. And if anyone wants to reach out and join our prayer Zoom, we also have that available as well. Um, 
But yeah, my name on on social media is just Rebecca Jennings. Um, it is a beautiful picture of me and my two girls. Um, and um, my Instagram is Becca Lynn five seven seven one at Instagram. Um, and if you follow me there, then you'll be able to follow me everywhere else. But Facebook is where I normally do a lot of my things um, and post. So. Yeah, I would love for you guys to follow me. And I would love to follow y'all as well. This isn't just about me. It's about you guys as well. I would love to follow you. Love to see and hear y'all stories as well. So, yes. Oh, thank you so much, Rebecca. This was beautiful. I'm so dang proud of you, girl. Like I say, (laughs) I think anytime I see you posting something on Facebook, I'm like, I'm so proud of you. Like, I just, I've seen the whole journey, even if it's been from afar, Um, obviously like I learned so much more today about some of those nitty gritty moments that were very hard and and challenging for you. But, um, I'm just so thankful that you listened to that still small voice in your heart that was drawing you to Christ because he is the one that draws people close to him. And, um, I think there's an element of like you said, there's, there's an element of brokenness, but there's also that element of openness, right? Like we get to the point where we are just done trying and striving in our own power and just releasing that and letting God do what he wants to do in and through us. So thank you for sharing your very powerful and beautiful story and congratulations on getting married in February. And, um, and I'm just so blessed to know you and to hear hear uh, this beautiful transformation. So thanks guys Thank for you. listening. I hope this really impacted you. Of course, leave a comment or a review on this particular episode. If it resonated with you and stirred something in your heart, go follow Rebecca. And of course, you can always find me on Instagram as well at All My Favorite People Podcast. All right, y'all, we'll see you on the next one. Have a great day. I will make your name famous from now on so people will praise you forever and ever. Psalm 45, 17. If you liked today's episode and want more info, check out lifejesusstyle.com and hashtag lifejesusstyle on social media.